Welcome to the Undercurrent Podcast. I'm your host, Liana Lumawig, life coach, surfer, and ex-corporate girl living in Bali. I've been in unfulfilling jobs and relationships that used to drain my energy and confidence to the point where I was miserable. If you can relate, this podcast is for you. I'm here to tell you that you don't have to stay stuck and settle for anything less than what makes you happy. You can choose how to work, love, and live on your terms. And this podcast will show you how. Let's dive in. It was Friday evening back in 2011, and I had just finished a long, hard work week. So I was getting ready to go out, and I remember standing in front of my closet, trying to figure out what I was going to wear, staring at my high heels, thinking, oh, hell no. (laughs) I just wanted to crawl into bed. I thought, I'm way too exhausted for this and way too tired to drive to the city, let alone have a big night out. I felt like a zombie. Like, beyond that, actually. Like, if a zombie was super tired, it would be their version of a zombie. Like, a zombie zombie, (laughs) if that makes any sense, right? I was tired. And so I call up my girlfriend to check the temperature of how she was feeling about going out. And I was like, hey girl, how are you feeling about tonight? You sure you want to go? She checked my energy right back and was like, nope, you're coming out tonight. It's GNO, girls night out, and we're doing this. And when you're in your 20s and your bestie rallies you like that, that's girlfriend code for you gotta show up. And that's what I believed at least. So I went back to my closet, I picked out a bandage dress and hesitantly got into it, and I reapplied my winged eyeliner from the long work day, (laughs) and I just threw on my patent leather heels, I grabbed my clutch, I finally looked in the mirror, and I said, you got this, and made my commute to the city. This is what it's like to be a people pleaser. At the time, I didn't really know what the term meant. It's just how I lived. It was normal for me to ignore my need for rest or self-care just so I could show up for everyone else. Is this something that you do too? So people-pleasing is a pattern that I've spent a lot of time trying to break. And if you're on that path too, this podcast episode is for you. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you what people-pleasing actually is, the 10 signs to look out for, where the behavior actually comes from, and how it can affect your life. And at the end of the episode, I'll share some helpful tips to stop the pattern of people-pleasing. So first things first, what is a people-pleaser anyway? So people-pleasing is basically putting someone else's needs ahead of your own. So when you're a people-pleaser, It's someone who seems super nice, helpful, and goes above and beyond for their friends, family, and pretty much everyone. They're self-sacrificers. They neglect their needs if they think it would make others feel happy. So they focus on pleasing others to earn approval and build relationships in the effort to be liked by as many people as possible. Do you think you're a people pleaser? Here are 10 signs that you might be a people pleaser. So number one, you have a hard time saying no. Number two, you seek approval from others. Number three, you agree with everyone just to be liked. Number four, you apologize when you don't need to. 
Number five, you're anxious about other people's opinions of you. Number six, you feel the need to justify the decisions that you make. Number seven, you agree to things you don't like or things that you don't want to do. Number eight, you neglect your own needs in order to do things for others. Number nine, you struggle with feelings of low self-esteem or low self-confidence. And number 10, you're always apologizing, even when something isn't your fault. You might find yourself nodding your head to this, right? And you think, hey, this is like me and a lot of people I know, especially women. And yeah, it seems like kind of like a normal thing, right? And even though it might seem like it's a normal thing, it can still impact your life in a negative way. So just because something is normal doesn't mean we have to live with it. This single pattern of people-pleasing has negatively affected my career, my relationships, and overall well-being. It wasn't until recently that I started to dig deeper into the root cause. And doing this was super helpful in getting me to undo the pattern. And it might be helpful for you too. So here are some reasons why you might engage in people-pleasing behavior. Number one, you're insecure. So if you're like me, you might try to please others because you're worried that if you don't go the extra mile for their approval, they won't like you, right? Number two, you have low self-esteem. People engage in people-pleasing behavior because they don't value their own desires and needs. And when you don't value yourself, you lack confidence and rely on others for external validation, which leads to people-pleasing and doing things for others to be accepted. Three, you have a need to control things. Sometimes you want things to be a certain way and do everything you can to control how other people think and feel. And I learned the hard way that I can't control shit no matter how much I try. Four, you have had some bad experiences in your life. If you've had painful, difficult, or traumatic experiences, this could also be a reason why you choose to please others and be as agreeable as possible to avoid conflict and also avoid being triggered in situations today. Five, you're a person of color or a part of a marginalized group. For me, a lot of my painful experiences were due to my cultural upbringing and toxic behavior that's considered normal for Filipinos and people of color. So let me explain. A lot of people from minorities grow up in a way where you gotta do things for the greater good of the family. Like in my case, I come from a family of immigrants. My parents came to America as teenagers, they got pregnant at 18, and had to raise a family with not a lot of resources or support. They were in straight-up survival mode. So they had to give up a lot of their needs in order to raise their kids. And so through them and their behavior, I learned how to hustle, I learned how to self-sacrifice, and ignore my own needs. That's what I was taught. And because my parents taught me that they were taught that from their parents and generations and generations before them. So in Filipino culture, we don't use the term self-care in a positive way. It's like a luxury, right? If you practice self-care and you share that, you might be considered selfish. Like we might feel shame in taking care of ourselves in our mental health because We were taught to just suck it up and do what you got to do. There might come a time where you want to express your needs or set boundaries, but maybe your family will laugh at you, right? This could happen in our culture. They might think you're weak 
and compare how easy your life seems to how theirs was. And they might even call you ungrateful for all that they've done to make your life this easy. And you're still needing self-care and selfish time. That's a different perspective. So if you're ever feeling tired, tough luck. If someone needs something from you, you got to do it. It's common to be guilt-tripped into doing things for other people if they ask. Because guilt is a big thing in our culture. We're either guilting each other to do something, like my girlfriend at the beginning of this episode, or we're doing something that we don't really want to do and abandoning ourselves to avoid feeling guilty, like me going out even though I'm past the point of exhaustion. Yes, it's toxic and manipulative behavior, but it's considered totally normal in some cultures. People-pleasing isn't always a bad thing. There are also positive aspects to people-pleasing right? People pleasers are super thoughtful and caring for other people. They're generous with their time, energy, and giving whatever they can. People pleasers are also empathetic and good at tuning into what other people are feeling. And they also have a tendency to overachieve and perform well. So being a caring person is really important in building healthy relationships, but it does become a problem if you are trying to win approval or if you're trying to make up for a low self-esteem, or if you're trying to make other people happy at the expense of your own emotional well-being. So now that we know what a people pleaser is, where it comes from, I'll share how the behavior can impact our lives. So here are the effects of being a people pleaser. If you're spending all of your time helping others in order to make them happy at the expense of your own well-being, you might experience some of the following consequences. Number one, resentment. Even if you consider yourself a helpful and kind person, you're bound to feel resentment when you reach your limits, especially if you're doing something that you don't really want to do and you just feel obligated or guilt-tripped into doing it. Two, you'll have shallow relationships. So if you're doing all the things for everyone else with a smile on your face, people will believe that this is your normal behavior. And they'll get used to your generosity, your kindness, and how flexible you are. They might even take you for granted without realizing it because this is the way you always are. You might even be spread thin and super stressed, but still down to show up for a loved one. And they won't see this because you won't speak up for yourself. It's not a genuine relationship if you're not being honest with yourself and the people you care about. Number three you'll have anxiety. Putting in effort for everyone can make you feel good about yourself, right? It's nice to be liked. It's nice to feel needed and valued for your help. But it can also cause some major problems in the anxiety department. When we don't take enough self-care time for ourselves because we're too busy doing all the things, it can really bring on the stress and really make you anxious, which can take a toll on your mental health. I've been in situations where I've had panic attacks, I've suffered from depression, anxiety, eating disorders, experienced all kinds of different addictions, and instead of taking care of myself, I was making sure everyone else was taken care of. Number four, you can put yourself in danger. I fell asleep in the driver's seat while sitting at the stoplight. Someone I knew was behind me and came up to check on me to see if I was okay. And 
Yeah, I was. Luckily, I didn't hurt myself or anyone else. But yeah, that's crazy. Like, I didn't realize that I was that tired. Um, but I was that tired because I kept saying yes to everything. I didn't check in with my energy and I went past the point that I can fully function, right? I was always chronically sleepy because I didn't know what normal life was. I didn't know that it wasn't normal to like keep pushing yourself past the point of exhaustion. That was just what I did. So, and when you're in this state, it's really hard to focus. It's hard to get things done and reach your goals, but it could also be really dangerous like it was in my case. Number five, you can feel disconnected from yourself. So when you don't have needs or don't know what they are, or you hide them to accommodate for other people, it's kind of like you're being fake. And it might sound tough to hear, but that's a hard truth. When you're disconnected from yourself, you don't know what you want or need. You might find yourself in a career or a relationship or certain friendships that are totally unfulfilling, and you just stay in them because you don't know any other way. It's important to connect with yourself and become aware of who you are so you can live more authentically. The good thing is, is that there are some steps that you can take to stop being a people pleaser. You can learn how to balance what you want and make other people happy without sacrificing your happiness or energy. So here are some tips for how to stop being a people pleaser. And I've got six of them here on the list. So... Number one, set healthy boundaries. Know what your limits are and make sure you honor them for yourself and communicate what they are to the people in your life. Try to be as clear as possible about what you can and can't do. This will eliminate any confusion and will help you set expectations with everyone around. The second tip is assert yourself and what you need. So this one's kind of a new concept for me, but you got to remember your needs matter. So don't be passive in your requests, assert yourself. So here's an example of what passive communication looks like. Let's just say you and your partner are trying to decide what to have for dinner. Your passive version of communication would be, yeah, I'm down to eat whatever, but we had burgers last night. But if you're being assertive, you can say, yeah, I'm down to eat whatever, but except for burgers, because we had them last night and I don't want to eat them again tonight. Can you tell the difference? The third tip is stop apologizing if it's not your fault. A lot of us do this, right? We say sorry and take the blame for things, even when we don't really need to. Not everything is your fault, so stop apologizing. Tip number four, practice learning how to say no in different ways. This one's also a tough one for me. You know, you could practice saying no as a complete sentence. I know that sounds kind of harsh and some people are still uncomfortable with doing that. So you can also practice more polite ways or more professional ways of saying no. Like if someone asks you to do something, you can say, oh, I'm honored, but I can't. Or no, thank you, but that sounds really lovely. Or, hey, that sounds like fun, but I've got a lot going on at home. Tip number five, take your time making decisions and don't just default to saying yes all the time. So before you agree to something, take a minute to ask yourself the following questions. 
How much time is this going to take? Is this something I really want to do? Do I have time to do it? How stressed am I going to be if I say yes? This might help you make a clear decision from a grounded place instead of your automatic yes and people-pleasing behavior. And the last tip, number six, is make sure your relationships are reciprocal and you're not the only one giving. So relationships are a give and take. Yeah, and that's not always going to be 50-50 all the time, but you got to make sure that it's not a one-sided relationship because that is a recipe for stress, burnout, and energy drain. So here are some final thoughts. Being a people pleaser isn't always a bad thing, but if the behavior is getting in the way of your joy, your peace, your well-being, It's important to figure out ways to practice self-care, set boundaries, and protect your peace. Remember, you can't pour from an empty cup, so make sure you got a little something in there before you think about helping someone else. And last, if this is a pattern that runs deep and it's affecting your mental health or other areas of your life, I suggest you speak with a mental health professional or coach. Someone who specializes in this area so you can learn how to break this pattern down and stop draining your energy and stop wasting it on other people and start living for yourself. All right, my dears, that's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you connected with this episode, why don't you let us know by taking a screenshot and tagging us and sharing what part of the episode did you connect with the most? And if there are other people pleasers that you know that would benefit from listening to this episode, feel free to share this topic with them as well. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Undercurrent Podcast. If we're not yet connected on Instagram, give me a follow at Liana Lumawig and at The Undercurrent Podcast. For more tips on how to design your life on your terms, or if you'd like to reach out, visit lianalumawig.com, or you can always DM me on Instagram at The Undercurrent Podcast. Take care, my friends, and see you next week.